The Arwen Lewis Show is brought to you by OMAD Records. Find out more at omadrecords.com. As part of the Jeremiah Show, it's the Arwen Lewis Show. Arwen Lewis is a singer, a songwriter, and a guitarist. She inhabits our blue planet, but her beliefs belong in the celestial realm. As the daughter of Peter Lewis, a founding member of rock and roll cult icons Moby Grape, and the granddaughter of Oscar-winning actress Loretta Young, she's been part of the creative cosmos all of her life. She's a slice of sonic heaven, poised to enter your heart, mind, and soul. She's an artist, producer, and writer, and she's your radio host. Hello, everybody. This is Arwen Lewis, and you're listening to the Arwen Lewis Radio Show. My show is under the Jeremiah Show platform, and today I have a very special guest, uh, Mr. Michael Cobb. Uh, Michael Cobb is a man who wears many hats and who has lived many lives. From his 17-year career at Disney to starting his own boutique winery to opening Solving's first and only tiki bar, it's safe to say he has put his mark on the vintage and retro culture. Owner of High Roller Tiki Lounge and Betty Page Rum, Cobb has spent the past 17 years focused on introducing interesting beverage programs to the Santa Barbara wine country visitors. High Roller Tiki Lounge, located in the village of Solving, provides a place for tourists and locals to gather for live music and other popular events. In addition to running the tiki bar, Cobb takes his act on the road where he and his company, Betty Page Rum, promote a monthly Tuesday event, Tiki Teaserama, at the Golden Tiki in Las Vegas, bringing live music, burlesque, and Betty Page Rum drink specials to what has often been a slower night for the bars, and it has quickly become the go-to spot on Tuesday nights. Most days, you can find Michael Cobb working the bar at High Roller Tiki Lounge and changing gears as needed. Here you leave today and enter the world of yesterday, tomorrow, and fantasy. Michael, welcome to the Arwen Lewis Show. Thanks for having me, Arwen. It's, I'm so excited to have you because you're the first uh, venue owner that I've been able to interview. All right. And so everybody, today we're going to, um, for the soundtrack, we're going to be featuring some of Mike's favorite songs, and we're just going to talk about his really cool career in the entertainment industry. Um, so I thought we could start uh, by setting the tone and having you tell us uh, what sparked your interest in vintage and retro culture. Oh, geez. Um, it's always a tough question, I guess. Uh, I think it's kind of like when people ask me what inspired me for my business and, and the decor, but it's just stuff I like. Yeah. Um, you know, I like music from the forties and fifties and, uh, um, that era. Um, I like the cars of that, that era and that generation, um, the decor, I like mid-century modern. So it all kind of fits in. And, um, I think it's just, just an, uh, an expression of what I like basically. Yeah. Um, and is that kind of what inspired you to maybe pursue the career with Disney? And can you tell us a little about uh, your 17 years with Disney? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I actually, uh, well, yeah, yeah, there is. Like, that, that's another, that's a whole book. But, uh, <laughs> I, I grew up in Northern California, went down to visit my, uh, my dad who was living in Southern California for, uh, for the summer right after I graduated high school, I was going to the beach every day and that kind of thing. But I'm a little bit of a workaholic and I decided to, uh, look for a summer job. And uh, I applied at Disney. A few days later, they brought me in. Bang, bang. I was all of a sudden a busboy. And, uh, um, you know, I was 17 at the time. Mm -hmm. And it seemed to be a fun place to work. A lot of uh, similar-minded people, a lot of similar-aged people, people that were just starting college, things like that. Um, so I, I ended up staying. And, yeah, 17, 17 summers later, I was still there. Um, but my, my progression went pretty fast through, uh, through the food and beverage program. I, you know, I think within the first couple months I was a food runner, a cook, a uh, dinner cook, an order cook, a fry cook, you know, moving up the, uh, ranks of the, uh, the union mm -hmm. and, uh, eventually started, uh, showing more interest in, uh, in fine, fine dining and that kind of cuisine. I worked, uh, on the, uh, culinary Olympics for Disney and which brought me, uh, some some recognition and notice to uh, some of the some of the top chefs and uh, 
eventually I was uh, asked to go to Club 33, which is the uh, fine dining uh, members-only restaurant at Disneyland, and uh, got invaluable training there, mm-hmm. um, was a saucier, uh, sous chef, all that, uh, until I got a little burned out with, uh, food, with, with the uh, culinary side, and uh, went to the front of the house, became a bartender, uh, front of the house lead, eventually manager at Club 33, and, uh, and then a few other locations around Disney. That's what was it like managing that restaurant? Uh, <laughs> uh, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Anywhere there's a lot of money to be made, there's a lot of drama. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Union and yeah, it, it was interesting. Uh, interesting time period. Um, I wouldn't change anything. Yeah. Um, but it, it's funny because people often ask me, you know, that, that was your favorite place to work at Disney, and they they just assume it was Club Thirty Three, mm-hmm. and. Sorry, Club 33 folks, but it wasn't, it wasn't my, it probably was my third favorite place, uh, okay. even though I worked there the longest and I made the most friends there. Um, and, uh, and I learned the most probably, but as far as like fun and, and all that, I mean, I worked at a place called the Tahitian Terrace back in uh, 89 through 92. What was that? What was that place like? Yeah, it's great. It was Polynesian cuisine, mm-hmm. uh, best place in the, in the resort at the time, I think for food and beverage, um, hula dancers, fire knife dancers. Um, it was, you know, the best team ever. It was a seasonal uh, position. And so you had to like prove yourself to work there. And, uh, basically everybody seemed to just kind of be waiting around doing their other job until the, the Asian Terrace opened for the summer and, yeah. <laughs> and all that. Um, unfortunately they closed it in, I think 92 oh. when Aladdin became the number one grossing, uh, animated film of the time. And they thought they would, you know, go with that. And mm-hmm. so they, transformed into Aladdin's oasis to our uh, our sadness uh-huh. and uh, most of us stuck around and uh, opened that location and then I was luckily tapped to go to Club 33 after that so I was only there for one year as, as Aladdin's oasis but um, still a great great experience great place yeah. um, post post Club 33 I, I was given the opportunity to go to the uh, Golden Vine Winery at Disney California Venture which okay. was the new park at the time uh, built in 2001 and uh Diversify the wine list. Uh, Raman Davi had opened up a facility there for um, food and beverage, and they pulled out six months in, like a lot of the big names uh, did. I think Wolfgang Puck had a place. They pulled out. Didn't look like the park was going to be uh, popular. Mm. Um, and, I mean, <laughs> well. now look at it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but I, I was given the opportunity to go over there uh, because of my wine knowledge I had gained f- uh, from working at Club 33 and such. Um, to diversify the wine list and bring in uh, all the parts of California. I mean, Malibu wine, Sonoma, Napa, Santa Barbara, uh, which led me to uh, meet um, Brian Rice, who mm-hmm. owns uh, Artiste Winery. He used to, his family owns Sunstone Winery, and uh, oh, yeah. okay. that's what brought me to to Disney uh, from Disney to uh, to the San Jose Valley um, through that relationship. But that's a whole other thing. Was that when you kind of um, started Betty Page Rum too? And so, like, and this is really cool. You have a Betty Page as your brand icon yeah. for rum and wine, right? Yeah. Is that kind of when that started? Or? So, um, well, when I started, uh, well, I worked for Sunstone for a few years. I was the operations manager there. Um, started working on my own stuff on the side. Opened a winery tasting room called Sort This Out Cellars. Mm-hmm. Many might remember it. Um, had kind of a rockabilly pinup vibe. And uh, started that in 2007. Um, I was approached uh, by, well, I met Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. Um, tomorrow's Halloween, so. Yeah. <laughs> Happy birthday, Elvira. Elvira. It's not really your birthday, but no. <laughs> it should be. It's her, her, her chosen birthday. <laughs> right. <laughs> her rebirth. Uh, yeah. Wonderful person to work with, too. Yeah. Um, met her at an event in, uh, in Las Vegas called Viva Las Vegas. She was doing a signing next to my booth and uh, was apologetic for everybody all in our booth all day trying to get a glimpse of her in pictures and uh <laughs> we ended up talking after the the thing we exchanged business cards and um she hit me up about a week later and said hey, you know i want you to make wine for me and uh so i went out to her uh home and office out in ojai and we had a great meeting and uh we ended up doing some wine and uh i was making my wine out of a co-op facility uh back then in Buellton, and uh she came out and uh it was huge like we had uh, press there, line around the corner. She stayed and signed every bottle, cool. signed every autograph, uh, took every picture, and uh, she was exhausted. And it was a uh, it was a really it was a really fun day though. She was there early. We we actually bottled that day, okay. And and 
and release the wine the same day. Wow. Yeah. So it was, a, it was a whole thing. Yeah. So yeah. we have pictures and videos of her at the, at the winery doing some funny, quirky things and uh, yeah. um, doing the, the old I Love Lucy on the... Uh, you know, trying to get the bottles and, and put put them in the boxes and losing them. And, and she's she's hilarious. Very witty. Yeah. Um, and that's what uh, brought me to Betty Page, though. Uh, they uh, they took notice, the, the, the people from CMG Inc., who uh, own the license for uh, for Betty Page and many others, um, saw that what we were doing with Elvira and approached me about making wine for Betty Page. And, uh, and we ended up doing that. So, yeah. And then that brought me a few years later to Betty Page Rum. So I did Betty Page Wines for a little while. And uh, while pouring at this event in Las Vegas, I was always looking over to my right, which we had uh, Sailor Jerry was always over there. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, even though our thing was really popular, there seemed a lot more fun and, and more right. popular. So I decided one day I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get those guys. I'm not getting those guys, but um, <laughs> but uh, totally different scale. But uh, yeah. that, that led me to uh, get together with one of the guys from the winery and neither of us knew what we were doing, but we... Uh, Took us about a year, but we got the formula together for for Betty Page Rum, mm-hmm. based a lot on uh, Sailor Jerry's uh, profile, spiced rum, I guess. So, okay, uh, it's just more small batch and craft, handcrafted. And that's actual rum because you serve uh, yeah. two types of it, right? Or- yeah. So the funny thing is, I can't even serve my rum at my uh, yeah. at my place. <laughs> um, yeah, we're a we're we're a Type Forty Two beer and wine license. Mm-hmm. Uh, we started. Uh, about eight years ago, doing uh, wine, well, even longer than that, doing uh, wine-based uh, cocktails. Mm-hmm. Um, we we do live music. We have a, kind of that vibe, more of a bar vibe than a tasting room. And we've always kind of le- leaned on that and went with it. And so at nighttime, we would do these these wine cocktails. And uh, I had this back room called the High Roller Lounge, and it was underutilized, and uh, I thought... Gosh, what, should, what can I do with that? And I always wanted to put a tiki bar back there because I've I've been into tiki and yeah. Tish and Terrace helped me with that. And I was uh, one day I finally said, you know what, I'm going to do it. I was at a at Ven Tiki, another great local tiki bar down in Ventura. I was kind of measuring it out with my with my feet, going, right, this is about the same size as my back room. And and uh, we uh, is that how you did it? You just walked around? Yeah, the room literally. And yeah. <laughs> and awesome. I looked at Alana at the time, who was my taster manager, and we said she was very into tiki too. Mm-hmm. And we said, let's just do it. So in January, when it was slow, we put it all together, built it up, and then it be it took over. It was everybody wanted to be back in that room yeah. doing tiki drinks. Mm-hmm. So we expanded and made a more Polynesian, uh, I guess you can say, inspired, and uh, we started doing wine based tiki cocktails. Well, yeah, Swarth the Cellars was so cool. It had such a vibe. Mm-hmm. Like you walk in and it's all exactly like Vegas pinup yeah. theme and yeah. and you walk back and then it's this like complete other world in the Tiki Bar. Like it was two awesome venues in one right. and like you had live music and um, and then of course the Tiki Lounge uh, evolved into your current High Roller Tiki mm-hmm. Lounge, which is also expanded and is huge. But I also, I just wanted to ask a little bit about your experience, like designing the aesthetics. Like, so you built all everything for it and designed it. Um, did you have some pieces that were vintage that you found or did you have those pieces mm-hmm. uh, made for the venue? Like, how did that happen? A little of both. Yeah, I had some pieces made. I had some pieces already and at my home, which is a little bit mid-century modern and, and had some Tiki influence. And I also um, had some people uh, build some things for me too. So uh, a little, little of all that. Yeah. Um, I I didn't exactly the, the my first uh, tiki bar in the back room there. I didn't really have a plan too much. Um, I had a bar that I had found a vintage bar that we were going to use. And other than that, I knew some of the aspects uh, I wanted to, to incorporate, but. Um, it just kind of came about over the few weeks of us building it. And we said, oh, we could do this, we can do that. And, uh, and it was a cozy little, little space. I mean, it's something like somebody could put in their bedroom at home, kind of, that's how we built it. Um, and some people still miss the coziness of it. Um, it was fun. Uh, we had that for a few years, but like I said, it, it, it took on a whole, it was a beast and (laughs) we had to move and, uh, (laughs) yeah, go with it. Well, we didn't have to, but I chose to, yeah. Um, and now like, so it's kind of flip flop. Well, first of all, you have a huge tiki bar and it's more than one building now, yeah. which is really cool. But in upstairs is like the little tribute, like the VIP lounge to sort this out. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, I, I don't, I want to spend more time on talking about the front and the back room of the tiki bar. So we'll do that in the next segment. Um, but I thought like to kind of finish this out, we could talk about like your favorite genre of music and, um, what inspired you to, you know, feature live music in your venue initially and to keep it going. Yeah, um, I guess I would say 
uh, music of the of the fifties and a little bit of rockabilly um, tinge. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my favorite artists is a is a newer artist, uh, uh, not newer, but he's been around thirty years or so or longer. Big Sandy and the Fly Ride Boys, um, and uh, it's got a little bit of that Buddy Holly, a little Elvis uh, kind of thing going on. A lot of people don't know what rockabilly is, maybe, but I mean, Elvis first mention of rockabilly was in the fifties, and Elvis was if you know Johnny Cash, you know. Elvis, you know, rockabilly. That's yeah. that's what it is basically. It's a little. It's more upbeat, um, not rock and roll exactly, and not not hillbilly, but a little in between. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, and what inspired you to offer live music? So I, I again, like inspired by things I like. I guess. I yeah. mean, I love going to concerts. I love uh, going to see live music, like smaller bands, not like going to see U two or something. I mean, yeah, local bands, um, people that are just out there doing it for the love of it, uh, that kind of thing. And uh, I noticed there was a lack of it in in, uh, Santa Barbara County back then. Uh, Maybe people did it for like a wine club party or something. They would would hire somebody. But on a regular basis, nobody was really um, providing a venue for some of these great artists. And there's some really great artists in this this area. And I I felt like they weren't able to do their thing. And I wanted to provide a space for that and also... uh, you know, them help me as a team effort. So um, keep people in their seats and yeah. keep people uh, drinking and, and having a good time and have a, I wanted them to feel something like, you know, Oh gosh, I'm here. And this is, this is fun. And this is I want more of this. And I want to join their wine club and I want to come back here. This is going to be my first stop next time. And, and I'm going to tell my friends about the cool experience I had when I went to Santa Barbara. So, yeah. And like, I remember there are some bands in particular, like the Ring Cons, right? And then what, mm-hmm. there's like a Social Distortion cover band that plays there regularly. Yeah. Too. What's their? Sick Boy. Sick Boy. Yeah. yeah. They're one of my favorites. And uh, those are raucous nights. Yeah. Um, the Ring Cons, absolute um, great friends. Um, I put an ad on Craigslist looking for, uh, I, I literally said, I have a, uh, looking for a three-piece rockabilly band. And I still have in my phone. Um, for Roger, it says Roger Three Piece Rockabilly Band. Even though I know he's not, pre- he's, he, it didn't turn. It turned out they weren't a rockabilly band, but <laughs> they could do anything, and they do play rockabilly songs. But Roger sh- showed up, and he says, "Hey, yeah, yeah, we can do that. We can do that." And he showed up with Curtis, and it was just the two of them at the time they played. And they said, "Hey, it's kind of small, but you know, we'll, we'll do it." And then we thought they had such a great night. They they said, "Yeah, let's bring the whole band here," and they've been playing there for uh, gosh, fifteen, sixteen years now. Yeah, and uh, and, and they're heat. They're, they do a lot. They do like weddings. They do a lot of huge events, um, avocado festival, all kinds of things. They play at Kevin Costner's house, mm. uh, you know, huge events. But, and I believe then they say that their favorite place to play is at Sort This Out Cellar slash High Roller Tiki Lounge. Yeah. And uh, they've, we, we've had great times with them. It's because of the vibe. It's like, yeah. I mean, it's kind of a rock and roll, like under, it's an under, it's a hidden gem, right? Yeah. Like you have to know about it. And then when you find it, you're like, what is this place? This is like, <laughs> right? I entered into another dimension. Um, well, we're going to get ready to head out to break really quick. And then we'll come back and talk about the new venue. Um, and everybody, if you're just tuning in, my very special guest is Michael Cobb. He's the owner of the High Roller Tiki Lounge, Betty Page Wines, and Betty Page Rum. You can look up uh, highrollertiki.com uh, to get some merchandise, right? You can join the wine club yeah, on there. You can do, yeah, find out everything about this awesome venue. And you can follow uh, High Roller Tiki Lounge on Instagram at High Roller Tiki Lounge or Betty Page Wines at Betty Page Wines on Instagram. Does Betty Page Rum have a... Yeah. Okay, Mm -hmm. on Instagram as well. Same thing for Facebook. Uh, We're going to take you out to break um, and bring you back when in with some of Michael's favorite music. Uh, We're taking you out with Social Distortion song Story of My Life. And we're going to bring you back in um, with uh, Chalk It Up to the Blues. And who sang that again? Big Sandy and the Fly Ride Boys. And that's your favorite band? (laughs) It's one of my favorites, yeah. Awesome. Well, everybody enjoy these tunes and we'll be right back. High school seemed like such a blur. I didn't have much interest in sports or school actions And in class, I dreamed all day
Nomad Records featured artist on the Arwen Lewis Show is John DiNicola. Find out more at omadrecords.com. After many years of writing and producing different artists, Academy Award-winning songwriter of Time of My Life and Hungry Eyes, John DiNicola made his first album as an artist in 2019. Fast forward very fast to now. For the release of its follow-up, she said, and while DiNicola's debut, The Why Because, had him interpreting tunes he'd originally penned for others, she said was conceived and created for one voice, one touch, and one heart, his own. Everybody, this is Arwen Lewis, and you're listening to the Arwen Lewis Show. My very special guest is Michael Cobb, and he's the owner of the High Roller Tiki Lounge in Solving. Uh, you can look up highrollertiki.com uh, for the website, and you can join their wine club, find out about it, and get all the awesome merchandise, which we're going to talk about here. Um, and then find High Roller Tiki Lounge, Betty Page Wines, and Betty Page Rum on Instagram and Facebook. And so, Michael... Um, That's a lot of things. <laughs> Yes. Um, I'm exhausted just hearing it. <laughs> well, I mean, you've, like you said in the beginning, in the, or the bio says, you wear many hats and you've created an amazing world for people to enjoy themselves in the fashion of Tiki and Rockabelly and Betty Page. Um, and so after Sort This Out Sellers, it, with the High Roller Tiki Lounge first um, coming to life in the back of that venue, you've moved uh, to another place in Solving, and the High Roller Tiki Lounge is now located on Alisal Road. Right. And um, you've got two buildings, plus an upstairs lounge. Um, can you just tell us about the space and also about the tiki drinks and the merchandise? Yeah. <laughs> I'll ask again, but let's uh, talk well, we, about that. We decided to move in 2019. I looked around. Uh, I found this spot. Uh, it was a wine bar before, and he was looking to leave. And uh, so we planned on putting everything in storage for a few months while the alcohol license was uh, was going. And, uh, and then we build it out and move in. And then COVID hit 2020. So, <laughs> so uh, kind of threw a you know curveball at us, but uh, not in a, not in a hugely bad way. Actually, it, it actually gave us some time to plan and and do some things. And uh, um, so we we got it built and we opened uh, actually July 17th. 2020 was our first official day, which is actually the opening of Disneyland, July 17, day after my birthday. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so, um, and we opened outside for a full year because of COVID. Yeah. Um, but while, while we were building it out, the space next to us came about, and uh, I thought it'd be a great, great area for uh, live music and and events and such. So, we worked on getting a hold of that, and uh, took a few years to, to we opened the doors as a as an actual live music venue but we did last october cool yeah and um how about some of the merch that you sell too like mm -hmm. you've got t-shirts with all different kinds of designs yeah. um all the wine is available there is that correct yeah we have well, we do all kinds of uh you know really cool labels uh you know i've started doing we used to do a lot of uh, pinup labels uh contemporary pinup models and of course betty page um started using a lot of uh these brilliant and uh, really fun tiki artists that are out there um, some local ones like Tiki Tony, Schroederville, um, doing, doing some stuff with Art of Scooter. He's, uh, most people, a lot of people know, uh, of Shag. It's kind of that, uh, digital art, um, scene. And, uh, so we were offering labels with that. Uh, we just did a, a Halloween type, uh, set for our wine club that, uh, from, uh, After Hours Fun out of LA. Nice. And, uh, they're all, uh. It's a, it's a whole set of wines that kind of have a Halloween vibe. Cool. Yeah. How about the do, wine club? Oh, yeah. yeah. Let's talk say, about that. Yeah. We do tiki mugs. Okay. So yeah. we just uh, released our second version of our uh, slot machine. It's called Slots of Fun. It's a, it's a tiki mug or a ceramic mug. Um, that w very popular, these, these tiki mugs. Uh, mm -hmm. People wait in line and uh, it, it's crazy. It's a, it's a, it's a hobby. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, and we have a couple others in the works. We're doing, uh, one with Big Toe and Outline Island. It's going to be, a 
um, a stack dice with skulls cool. in our vibe. And uh, I'm doing another one with Bobby Doran art. That's um, it's a, a really fun, quirky kind of solving ish uh, mug. So yeah, nice. And then you were, I think you were asking about the wine club. Yeah. Do, so do those, does a wine club, um, do they ever get tiki mugs or what, how does the wine club work? We haven't done that yet, but we do give free gifts with every wine club shipment, something logoed, something fun. Um, we did, uh, we just did a little notebook or nice. like, or a songwriting book. Maybe you, you, you would use it as, yeah. uh, for this last, uh, um, shipment. And, um, yeah, we try to just incorporate everything we're doing into everything. So, um, uh, yeah, most people they they get four bottles of wine, they get a little free gift, and uh, it's eighty five bucks a, a quarter, and get wine shipped right to you, or you can pick it up. It's a good deal. Yeah, <laughs> it's one of the best deals around. And you have a really big variety of wine too, and sparkling mm. r- 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 rosé bubbles and brew. Your favorite? Yeah, I will drink that <laughs> all day. <Yep. laughs> um, oh, plus you also serve peanut butter milk stout. Everybody needs to know about that. Absolutely, belching yep. beaver. Oh yeah. And we're going to talk about the mold wine later because I feel like that's a good oh, finale. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is mold wine there, and I think we're like the you're like only the only place in Solving that sells. Believe it or right? not, yeah, it's a, it's a Scandinavian town, and we're yeah we do it year round because I got yelled at from people before for not doing it. <laughs> so, you yeah, it seriously. I brought my aunt from Connecticut and you don't have it. Well, it's 100 <laughs> degrees out in July. Well, I don't care. So, so we do it all the time now. Um, but yeah, what other varietals do you have? Like for reds and whites? We do the, uh, you know, the standards from, from Santa Barbara County. So a lot of the Rhone varietals, Syrah, Viognier, Grenache. We do a, a bottle called Oh My Gosh Grenache, which mm-hmm. is a favorite. It's got a pink label, pink wax top and... Uh, it's a club member favorite. Um, started doing some other fun things. We did a, a, a great Albarino this uh, this time around. Uh, Senso. Uh, but, you know, the normals too. Cabernet, Merlot, Chardonnay. Sauvignon Blanc. Yeah. Basically, you have all your bases covered. And, yeah. <laughs> and are there any particular tiki drinks that you'd like to highlight? Oh, let's see. Um, well, one of the ones we call kind of our house specialty. It's called This Drink Will Get You Laid. L-E-I-D. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> lay. So uh, you, when they order that drink, they get a lay, and it's mm-hmm. always a big screaming, yay, fun thing. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, and it's quirky. And uh, and on birthdays, if you go there on your birthday, you get that, you'll right? You'll get a lay. Yeah, you always get laid on your birthday. Yep, <laughs> that's right. Um, yeah, some of the others. Um, we have one called the Headhunter right now. It's one of my favorites. It's got a little hibiscus that we, uh, we make a house-made hibiscus syrup. Um, we try to do as many house... Uh, Made syrups as possible, fresh juices when when possible, things like that too. Nice. Um, we have our uh, because of what we do, we use uh, soju. We we, we use uh, another brand uh, called Sabe that's sixty percent the spirit, forty percent neutral spirit. So, like I tell everybody, we we this illegal amount we can purchase, but we pour what we want. So yeah. everybody gets two shots, and <laughs> you get the full bang of alcohol like you would get at any other place. Um, but we do have our limitations and. Uh, and such so we, we find creative ways to get around it with our drinks and and uh, and got a lot of fun things going we do seasonal drinks right now we have our our spooky selections pumpkin spice sacrifice is one of the uh oh yeah what's in that popular, again yeah that one's really good so it's white wine pumpkin puree and uh, a little ginger beer nice. and a little coconut yeah and it's it's so popular it's on our regular menu so year round yeah kind of like the mold wine yeah year round it's appropriate for solving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, so everybody, if you're just tuning in, this is Michael Cobb on the Arvin Lewis show, and we're talking about uh, the High Roller Tiki Lounge in solving. And um, I thought we could touch a little bit on this event that you've got going on in Vegas once a month, too. Mm. Uh, can you tell us about that? And. What it is, or actually, why don't we bring people back in in the next segment with that? Because we've got two minutes left. Um, why don't we finish up by telling everybody if you have another event coming up at the High Roller Tiki Lounge this week? This week, uh, well, we do live music every Friday and Saturday. Okay. Um, so this week we have, um, oh, geez. I, I can't live music. The, live music. On the website. <laughs> Seven to ten. Yes, it is on the <laughs> website, our full uh, calendar. Um, we are also uh, promoting uh, a comedy show coming up November 30th. Cool. Uh, with a local uh, uh, promoter. And uh, we're doing a... Um, a Christmas burlesque show. So we, we, we do, we just did a, uh, a little burlesque show a few weeks ago. Nice. Uh, it was a no doubt inspired burlesque show. So in, incorporating music and all that, and my love of, uh, of some of those. Yeah. So yeah. Um, lots of fun things going on all the time there. 
Cool, yeah. And everybody, if you're interested in the events at High Roller Tiki Lounge, just look up highrollertiki.com. And we're going to take you out to break with Buddy Holly by Weezer. It's one of my favorite songs, too. And bring you back in with, no doubt, Spiderwebs. Uh, and this is Arwen Lewis. You're listening to The Arwen Lewis Show, and we'll be right back. Happy Days is filmed before a live audience. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, tonight, live from Arnold's Drive-In and Milwaukee Fried Chicken Stand, You Wanted to See It brings you one of the most exciting events it's ever been our privilege to bring. Okay, kids, Arnold's is proud to present Kenosha, Wisconsin's own Weezer. Oh, hey, hey, please try the fish. Mad Records featured artist on the Arwen Lewis show is Peter Lewis. Find out more at omadrecords.com. I'd say we are all trying to find some connection between what goes on in our own minds and what happens in the world around us. You know, there will always be good and bad in both places. But my belief is that as long as love and not fear is that connection, there will always be hope for that better day of coming. And that's what I'd like people to get off imagination. Arwen Lewis. You're listening to The Arwen Lewis Show. My very special guest is Michael Cobb. He's the owner of High Roller Tiki Lounge and Solving, Betty Page Wines, Betty Page Rum. And uh, on top of having this amazing venue and solving the High Roller Tiki Lounge, he's also got a show that um, is tied up to Betty Page Rum that he takes to Las Vegas. Uh, Can you tell us about that, Michael? Yeah, so um, a few years before I guess pre-COVID, is that what we call it now? Um, yeah. I, uh, I went out to Las Vegas, I uh, got a little apartment, and uh, spent. I was going to spend six months there, ended up being there for almost two years, but um, <laughs> uh, my, my goal was to get Betty Page Rum into all the tiki bars and all the bars and, and restaurants and, and such in Las Vegas, and I uh, uh, six months wasn't long enough, so I, I ended up staying a little longer. I'd come back and forth as, as needed, had some great people helping me run... Um, my place here in Solving at the time. And uh, one of the places that I ended up getting my rum into was the Golden Tiki in Las Vegas, which is a uh, Chinatown off, off strip. And um, it's kind of Disney, Disneyland uh, meets Tiki, but in a naughty kind of crazy Vegas way. way. Yeah. So, um, and we started doing uh, events there. It started off as a, like a little car show we were going to do and some rockabilly music and uh, introduce kind of what we do to that place. And, um, they asked me to start coming back weekly. So we started, uh, Tiki Tuesdays there where we do Betty page rum drink specials. Um, eventually it, it ended up being, um, we started producing burlesque shows there as well. And I was bringing in bands that they hadn't seen there. Not, not so much local bands, but we did bring a lot of local bands into, um, but bands from California and, and elsewhere. 
and uh, that was kind of our thing. So um, yeah, fast forward. Uh, so that was every week when I was living out there, and then uh, and I was going back and forth for a little while, and then COVID hit. So we just started doing it again about six months ago. They asked me to come back, so we're doing it once a month. Nice. And it's called Tiki Tees Rama, and uh, we have some of the uh, most amazing uh, burlesque dancers from all over that perform there on Tuesday nights. We have incredible live music, Betty Page drink specials, of course. And it's, we've really, there, there, there's a little bit of a scene, uh, that, that, that kind of a scene that would be into Betty Page and, and uh, rockabilly music. And, and it's not always rockabilly music, by the way, but okay. um, th- th- that kind of a scene, there, there's a little bit of that in Las Vegas. So they all come out and support, which is great. And um, they do all kinds of fun things. I was just honored with a, uh, uh, a shrunken head. <laughs> What's it's, a, that? it's a huge honor, actually. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, they do this uh, shrunken head ceremonies at the Golden Tiki for celebrities. I'm not a celebrity, but uh, um, Walt Disney has one. Carrot Top, Nicolas Cage, so a lot of local celebrities, Claire Sinclair. Um, so we, they decided they wanted to give Betty Page a shrunken head on my Betty Page night. So That's we great. did that, and they were uh, <laughs> they surprised me and uh, gave me a, a one as well. And they're really creepy looking and uh, <laughs> this guy from Smithsonian Institute makes them and uh, and they're really well done mm-hmm. they look just like the person except they look dead and shrunken <laughs> <laughs> so that was a few weeks ago it was, uh, it was quite an honor I think the Golden Tiki and CC and uh, Brandon and everybody uh, that, that's been there before and, and up to now Adam that, that helped me do everything that I do and have done at the Golden Tiki cool um, well, talking about celebrities a little bit, um, since opening Sort This Out, um, you've had some iconic celebrities come through <laughs> your venues. Um, we talked about how you got connected with Elvira, and I know she's coming, she went to go visit um, High Roller Tiki and she Sort did. This Out. Yeah. Um, but also uh, Vince Vaughn and Snooki. Can yeah. you tell us about that? <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Vince Vaughn. One of my favorite movies of is Swingers mm-hmm. from uh, back in 96. Uh, it's not a porn movie. It's about uh, <laughs> a couple of guys uh, going to Vegas and things like that. So it's uh, Vince Vaughn and John Favreau. John Favreau has become huge on his own mm-hmm. um, with Disney and Star Wars and all that. But yeah, so Vince Vaughn, I heard he was in town and uh, um, kind of sought him out. Over in Los Olivos at the cafe, waited till he was done eating and <laughs> approached him. And uh, I thought it was going to be a really bad experience. It ended up being great because uh, he was kind of kind of irritated that I uh, approached him, I think. And uh, and I would normally, for my Club 33 days, normally wouldn't do that kind of thing. But I I did it respectfully. But uh, then he found out and he knew who I was already. Oh. And um, from John Favreau and also from somebody locally that told him. So he was going to come by my place and... Uh, yeah, he came by and had some had some wine, bought a whole dolly worth of wine and took it out to the limo and uh it was a great day. Um yeah, Snooky came, um <laughs> and and her, Angelina and uh Jay Wow, the whole crew and Dina. They uh they came last almost a year ago. They came for uh, Danish days in town. Of course they had to come to the coolest place in town, so they uh <laughs> they stopped by our place. They liked it so much, they ended up staying for live music that night, and uh, they canceled everything else they were supposed to do. And they had, like, red eyes going back to uh, Jersey, and they were, you know, their moms oh, and everything, and they were like, oh, my God, we're going to be so tired tomorrow. But but they wanted to hang out, and so we had a great band playing there, and uh, and uh, that was a fun fun, uh, fun thing for everyone. Yeah. Um, they were crazy, but very respectful, and uh, the crew was amazing, and we had a good time that night, yeah. Um, well, I mean... Having Snooki come into my venue if I owned one would be the greatest honor. I just it was one her. of the top, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, well, I thought we could kind of talk about, too, since we're talking about the spirit of the Tiki Bar. Uh, let's go into the mold wine a little bit. So, um, you That's already said... M-U-L-L-E-D for those listeners out there. We're not talking about moldy wine. <laughs> um, did you, besides people, like, asking about uh, whether or not you served it, like, what really inspired you to bring that, um, you know, into your brand, really? Because you've had it for how long? How long have you served mold wine? Since uh, day one, 2007. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, it's our own recipe. I, there, there's lots of different ways to do it. Of course, um, it's a European tradition, so they call it mold wine in the UK. They call it glug in Denmark, Glühwein in Germany. Um, they're all they're all very similar. So the basis of it is red wine, um, cinnamon, clove, Christmas spices, basically, and a little pineapple um, pineapple juice. I got my mind on tiki <laughs> apple juice, and uh, yeah, you just simmer it on the stove for about an hour, and then make sure whole house, whole house smell like Christmas. 
And you can buy the mold wine uh, packets at High Roller Tiki Lounge and yeah. on the website, right? That's right. Yeah. I do that every Christmas. We do. Yeah. We do a little package deal and uh, our recipes on the bottle and all that. So, yeah. And you've got like a actual, well, you have like a mulling machine, right? Is that what that is? Or does it just keep it warm? <laughs> it just keeps it warm. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. We don't okay. make it in that. It's just, it's just, uh, yeah, it makes it easy to keep warm and pour. And we do go through a lot, especially from about now until the end of January. I basically, it's a full-time job of mine to make mold wine at home. I usually go home at night, make like a six-bottle batch. And in the morning, I make another six-bottle batch. Oh, my gosh. And we still can't keep up sometimes. And I have backup and backup. Yeah, it's it's become a thing. And uh, we've won the uh, the Glug contest in, in town many many times. And, yeah, it's uh, a thing. Come come to Yule Fest this year in solving yes. also and have the mold wine at That's High Roller right. Tiki. Um, well, so yeah, you so one of the hats you wear is uh, making mold wine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there is venue Whether I owner. I want to or not. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, venue owner, business owner, winemaker, event creator, designer. Um, do you have a favorite role in this world of entertainment that you've created? Oh, I like when I just get to bartend and talk to people at the bar and yeah. uh, not have to worry about anything else. Although it's always going in the back of my mind. As a business owner, you got a million things going on. But uh, that's probably one of my favorite things to do. Um, also, I like the booking of the bands and that connection and uh, the friendships I've made and just getting to check in with them, uh, you know, because everybody's busy and sometimes you just don't text everybody on a daily basis or weekly even. But, uh, you know, every once in a while you get to talk to some, some friends you haven't seen in a while and they're going to you make plans to see them. And they're going to come and play music at your place. And that's always fun. For me. Community. Yes, exactly. Awesome. Well, we're going to run out to break really quickly, everybody. Uh, you're listening to Michael Cobb on the Arwen Lewis Show. And we're hearing all about his uh, awesome venue in Solving called High Roller Tiki Lounge, as well as his wine and rum brands, uh, Betty Page Wines and also Betty Page Rum. And uh, we're going to take you out to break with a song by Nick 13 called All Alone and bring you back in with a Take On Me by Aha. We'll be right back. Hey, Victrola spins a record. Benito plays a song on a summer night like this. The band played and drove on. I'm all alone in this world. A typewriter in my mind writes our story in the air Pages they all vanish like the moments that we shared I'm all alone in this world All alone in this world Michael Cobb with High Roller Tiki Lounge and Betty Page Rum. You can find us on HighRollerTiki.com and you're listening to The Arwen Lewis Show. Before the next great song plays, let's pause to consider all the people who work tirelessly to bring us the music we love. Music Cares is music's leading national charity that provides a safety net of support and crisis relief for the music community. Everyone from musicians to tour managers, sound engineers to designers can rely on Music Cares to provide emergency financial assistance and essential resources in times of need. Find out how you can help at musiccares.org. That's M-U-S-I-C-A res.org Everybody, this is Arwen Lewis, and you're listening to the Arwen Lewis Show. My special guest is owner of the High Roller Tiki Lounge, Betty Page Wines, and Betty Page Rum, uh, Michael Cobb. Look up uh, all of this on HighRollerTiki.com or on Instagram or Facebook under High Roller Tiki Lounge, Betty Page Wines, or Betty Page Rum. 
so, Michael, in your venues, you've always had uh, the sign with that famous statement by Walt D- Disney that says, here you leave today and enter the world of yesterday, tomorrow, and fantasy. Can you speak on this quote and how it's inspired you um, in the themes of this world of business that you've created? Um, it's all about escapism, and, and that's what Tiki's about, too. But we've always been about escapism. escapism. When we were sort this out sellers, and we had that, as you talked about, kind of mid-century Vegas pin-up vibe, um, I wanted people to feel like they've entered another time period when they came in. So the music was appropriate, uh, the colors, the smells, everything. And, you know, it's kind of like what you do at Disneyland when you go through from land to land or area to area. You, you wouldn't hear something, you know, modern in, in uh, Adventureland or, you know, Tomorrowland has their own thing. Um, so that's always important that everything has to kind of vibe together. Um, what was the question? Oh, just how that philosophy, you just answered it basically, like how that <laughs> philosophy um, inspired, you know, the world that you create uh, in your tiki bar and, you know, the venues that you've created and right. the labels that you've created. And yeah. I agree with you. I totally, it, you feel like you're entering into another realm when you go into these spots, which is so cool. Um, do yeah, they, you, they always ask that question or people ask, like, if you could have lunch with somebody or, you know, who would it be? And, it, it, you know, my, my first answer is always Walt Disney. I mean, he was brilliant. He uh, created a lot of happiness for a lot of people. And I'd love to just sit down and, and talk to him and uh, and uh, and uh, just get into his mind a little more. Um, him and Garth Brooks. Garth Brooks? Garth Brooks, <laughs> another, yeah. <laughs> should put some Garth Brooks music on there. I love Garth Brooks. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say we should have put one of his songs right, on here. Right. Um, Maybe I'll sing one. Oh, just kidding. <laughs> now is your time to shine. No, that's you. That's all you. <laughs> you do play guitar. <laughs> a little bit. Um, and when you were younger, was this a dream that you had? Like, were you really inspired by Disney or did that just kind of happen after you found uh, your employment there when you were 17? Like, would you, are you, would you have imagined that you would have come this far and created these incredible, you know, worlds? No, <laughs> not my wildest dreams. No. I originally I wanted to go in the Navy after high school. Mm-hmm. Um, I did en- end up going in the Navy. Um, I was in the Navy Reserves for eight years, but uh, um, no, I, I was I wasn't sure what I was going to do other than go in the Navy and uh, and maybe make a career out of that. Um, then obviously Disney, you know, happened, and, uh, and I thought this was really cool. I went to school while I was going. They were very good with people going to school and working there, so uh, I was able to go to college. I went to Fullerton and. Uh, um, became a, I was going to become a firefighter actually. Hmm. Um, it was during the worst time you could try, try to be, become a firefighter. It was, you know, nepotism and uh, a lot of things going on, uh, a lot of propositions and, yeah. you know, reverse discrimination kind of thing going on. And, uh, I just couldn't do it. So, um, yeah, my interest went elsewhere. Then I started getting into management at Disney and yeah. Putting fires out in a different way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I put fires out every day yeah, for sure. Awesome. Well, everybody, Michael, this went by way too fast. Yeah. But um, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank Such you. a treat to have you on. We didn't mention it, but Arwen was one of them. She played at my place. I think it was one of your first gigs, your first real gig. I don't know. I called Sorth of South Cellars. I said, hi, my name's Arwen Lewis. I am a local singer songwriter and I would like to play live music. Can I play there? <laughs> and they, you're whoever, I think probably Alana was working and took a note down. And well, I'd been in there before, yeah. right? And you called me back. You're like, I didn't know you played music. Yeah, come on over. And yeah, yeah no, Michael actually gave me my first chance to perform as a solo artist and I've really grew a lot at Sort of South Cellars and now I bring my dad and my bandmate George Adrian we do um, trios at High Roller Tiki sometimes and it's awesome so such a vibe and anyways thank you for the opportunity thank you for the opportunity alright well everybody visit highrollertiki.com and find out more about the High Roller Tiki Lounge Instagram High Roller Tiki Lounge Betty Page Wines Betty Page Rum also on Facebook under those names. Again, Michael, thank you so much. And uh, we're going to take you out with um, a song called Don't Think Twice by Mike Ness. Have a great day.
Darwin Lewis Show is brought to you by OMAD Records, featuring artist Robert LaRoche. And Robert LaRoche's music is available on omadrecords.com, Amazon, Spotify, Apple Music, and streaming everywhere. Go visit omadrecords.com to find Robert LaRoche. The Arwen Lewis Show was brought to you by Evolve Entertainment. Host and executive producer, Arwen Lewis. Executive producer, Jeremiah D. Higgins. Producer and sound engineer, Richard Dr. D. Dugan. You can find Arwen Lewis and all of her music at arwenlewismusic.com. And follow her on Instagram at arwenlewis. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.